What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. All right, we are back, and I am super glad uh, to be with you guys here today. Uh, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna lie. I have been bored the last couple days, and I miss being able to talk to you guys and to give a little bit of my uh, take on some things. And I've been trying to see what I can do to make this experience even better uh, than than what it's ever been and i said you know what i'm going to try to highlight teams that i think that are up and coming uh teams that might not get the media attention that they deserve or they might be just kind of flying under the radar because this is what happens when we get to bowl season uh you have a team like Tulane, for example, this is what this podcast is about. When you get a team like Tulane who ends up, uh, you know, you look at their schedule, wow, they went 6-6, six and six, they barely got in, they barely beat, uh, I believe it was Navy, yeah, they barely beat Navy, one-point game on the last play of the game, uh, and are, is this team really going to be able to beat Louisiana? Louisiana was really good last year. What what all comes of it? And you are filling out your, thing, your stuff and uh, – I don't know if, how many of you guys have like a, a a bowl prediction pool or whatever. I have one. And anyway, and so you're starting to think you're like, oh, well, uh, this Tulane team, well, I'm just going to give it to the team that played in the conference championship or I'm just going to give it to the team that I know. And I understand Louisiana is not a really uh, common ho- household name either, but you, you get these 50-50 bowls and honestly, it would be helpful to know a little bit of the background. So I decided, you know, if a team that I am impressed with after week one, uh, I, well, after each week, I'm going to reach out to somebody either at the university or within the community. Uh, in this case, it is the New Orleans community. Uh, and I'm going to talk to them about where I see this team at. It will probably be like a Saturday special, uh, be released before the games on Saturday. So you guys can get a little bit of a feel for this team. And it continues our experiment into helping out uh, the teams that are uh, – in and around these uni- these communities and these universities, right? I want to give uh, coverage to those teams. Anyway, so to give a little back history, uh, my little brother is a huge New Orleans Saints fan. He loves them, always has, and I know Hayden always will. Uh, he he just loves the Saints, and because of his love for the Saints, they uh, after Katrina they ended up having to play at Tulane University at, at the field uh, at Yulman Stadium. Or, or there was some kind of a stadium. I don't even know if what, where it was at, but it was at, it was where Tulane played. And he said, "Oh, that's where Tulane plays. Well, I'm going to be a fan." And uh, since then, they have only been to two bowl games in 2013, 2018. And Hayden has remained true to his Green Wave uh, fandom or fanship, whatever you want to call it. And I've always kind of made fun of him because I was like, oh, man, you know, Tulane, whatever. Uh, they, you know, they've only been to one bowl game since 2002, and I would just kind of kind of razz him, right? That's what brothers do. And then I was going through uh, this year, and I got to Tulane, and they're in a very unique situation. Number one, I love their head coach. I think Willie Fritz is an amazing coach. He did a lot of good things 
at Georgia Southern. Now, you look at his record. He's 32 and 28, okay, in his record in the FBS. He does have a losing record here at Tulane. However, he had a winning record at Georgia Southern. Uh, Georgia Southern was a great team before him. Now, uh, it's a little bit different uh, down there in Georgia, but uh, things have kind of changed for them, and you, and you can tell that that they kind of miss Willie Fritz's touch, but I was like, okay, when Georgia Southern came into the league, I want to follow it, and then I saw... Uh, that he ended up moving. He, his first season was in the 2014 season, and I was like, okay, well, we'll see how he does here, because it's definitely a step up in competition. Uh, no, I mean, no dog against the, the Sun Belt Conference, but they just don't have the same level of competition as what the the American Athletic does. I mean, this is an American Athletic team that had UCF that absolutely demolished. Uh, I was going to look up the, the successor. Oh, Chad Lunsford uh, is now the coach at uh, Georgia Southern. Anyway, so I'm like, okay, well, let's let's look at this. Um, I'm, as I'm going through this in, in Tulane, uh, a lot of people, no one had their first place media vote. Uh, they weren't even first place out of their side of the conference. Now, uh, their their side of the conference does have uh, Dana Holgerson, first-year coach. You do have Mike Norvell, who's been at Memphis for some while, a while. Sonny Dykes in his second year at SMU. You have Ken Numatololo uh, at Navy, who's been the coach there for about 12 years now. Uh, and Philip Montgomery, who's down in at Tulsa. And I was as I was going through this, I said, okay, what team can make an impact? Because I feel like every single year we get around this uh, time – and we start to see that maybe the media and the coaches didn't really know what they were talking about. And I thought, okay, I honestly like this Tulane, this Tulane team. They're sitting poised in a perfect situation for a really good 2019 campaign. Their, their uh, non-conference opponents is FIU, Missouri State, uh, Army. Let me see if there's any more, if they play nine. Oh, and Auburn. Right, so they play FIU, Auburn, Missouri State, and Army. So, and and two of those are really tough. Uh, Auburn is going to be a tough game for them, as is Army. Army last couple of years have been uh, back to back double digit win seasons. Uh, they're ranked. They they they're an impressive team. Uh, but anyway, I was like, okay, well, even if you give a 50-50 Army game, there's three winnable games. Now, you might be able to play the upset bid against Auburn, but there's three winnable games. And I thought to myself, uh, I looked at the line, and I knew that FIU was favored, and I said, I'm going to watch this game. And FIU didn't look like they were ready to take on this green wave. Uh, in the last couple of years, FIU has been impressive. Butch Davis is a very impressive coach. We know his resume. We know where he has been. We understand uh, some of the things that some of the teams that he has had. Uh, just to, uh, I want to make sure I give you guys the right information. Let me pull it up here. But uh, he coached at the University of Miami, Florida. He coached at. Uh, the, he coached for the Browns, and then he coached at North Carolina. He's done well even at uh, FIU. This is a t- this is a team. I understand it's Florida International. It's in Miami. They're not really known for their uh, that they're like amazing, some of the best. But they, but it was an impressive. It's impressive. And so I was like, okay, well let's watch it. And absolutely annihilated. I I've said it over and over again. Uh, I did a Facebook live. I said Justin McMillan is a legit quarterback. We need to watch it. So um, we're going to be calling up uh, Mr. Gary Smith 
from uh, Louisiana. He has taken his time out of his day to talk to us and uh, talk a little bit about Tulane, see where he's going. We'll probably end up making uh, some prediction picks after uh, after I get a little bit more of a feel. So stay tuned. Uh, keep on listening. After the break here, we're going to be calling uh, Mr. Gary Smith uh, down there in Louisiana. All right, to start off today, um, I just want to ask you, how long have you been covering Tulane football, and what do you like about covering the Green Waves? Okay, I've been covering Tulane full-time since 2011. I grew up in New Orleans. My parents actually were um, Tulane grads. Um, I went to all their games as a kid um, in, in the Superdome, but I, then, then I went to the University of Florida and, and, and was a sports writer there for 17 years before coming back to get married to a New Orleans woman. Um, and then so I started covering, so yeah, 2011, so this will be my ninth year covering Tulane. Awesome. Now I... I, I heard some some uh, some rumors and stuff, and uh, what was the reasons, I guess, why they ended up firing their offensive coordinator, why Coach Fritz ended up firing him, and did you like the fire and then the hire of Coach Will Hall? Yeah, I thought it was a great move, honestly. Um, the, the reality is, after three years, Tulane had finished in the bottom third of the American Athletic Conference in yards and points, and Willie Fritz, even though Tulane was ending last year successfully, he realized he wasn't going to get the program where he wanted it with the offensive system that they're running. It's not all on Doug Ruse, the former offensive coordinator. He was running a lot of what Willie Fritz wants, but Willie Fritz realized what they were doing wasn't really going to work in the AAC. So he, he hired Will Hall, handed him the keys to the offense, and this offense really he, – he's kept some of the stuff that they did, but this offense honestly looks nothing like what Tulane ran in the last three years. Um, and and Willie Fritz, he doesn't want to go 6-6 six and six and go to the Cure Bowl. He wants to compete for conference championships every year, and I feel like this was a necessary move to get Tulane to that point. Awesome. Now, I, I ended up watching the, the Tulane FIU game, and I was really impressed with uh, quarterback Justin McMillan. Yep. Where do you think his ceiling is this year as a quarterback in the AAC? He's really good. I mean, yeah, he, he doesn't always throw a pretty pass. He can make all the throws, but a lot of them are maybe slightly off target. But he's just a great decision maker, and he's also an incredibly underrated runner. When he, when he came to Tulane, people wondered whether he would fit in the offense they had last year, which – relied on the quarterback running a lot he fit in great with that part of the offense because he, he just makes the right decisions he has just an innate ability to know when to take off um and 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 that's really his biggest strength again he has a good arm he can make all the throws he only last year he only completed 50 percent of his passes i think that number will rise a lot with will hall as his coach but mainly he's just a winner and and he's proven he's now six and one as a starter since taking over in midseason last year yeah i was just going to reference that he's now six and one so he's you know his track record's pretty proven yeah and, and he's just the quarterback they had before him jonathan banks was just not confident in clutch situations and also banks got into his head that he could maybe make the nfl and was trying to prove that he was a pocket passer last year and would hold the ball hold the ball hold the ball didn't get hit fumble um John, um, Justin McMillan does whatever it whatever it takes to win a game instead of trying to improve his own stock. So it was just it was it's just a good deal all around, and he's just a, he's an experienced.
this guy had not played at all basically until he came to Tulane as a grad transfer from LSU. But he's he's just he's mature. He's a second year graduate student, and it shows the way he plays and the way he leads. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, for you guys down there in New Orleans, what are the expectations for Tulane for the rest of the season? It depends on who you ask. I actually. I picked Tulane to win the American Athletic Conference West Division, which sounds far-fetched considering Tulane's history. But Tulane tied for the championship last year, five and three, three-way tie, beat Memphis, the team that won the division in a tiebreaker, forty to twenty-four in a game that wasn't even that close. Tulane was winning forty to ten at the start of the fourth quarter. Return eight starters on offense, eight starters on defense, a gaggle of really good running backs. I think this team is really poised to at least make a run at the championship. And, I, and the way Tulane played against FIU in the opener, I, I don't regret picking Tulane after after watching that game. No, for sure. They do have to – they play home against Houston. They do have to yeah. go on the road to Memphis. And they, yeah. ha- they finish up uh, home against UCF and at SMU. But I'm with you. I think they were one of the – teams that weren't really talked about that that have a lot of talent and uh, i'm really impressed right and it's fair just because of the history tulane when willie willie fritz took over a decrepit program when he arrived at tulane this is school that had basically done nothing since going undefeated in 1998 so when people see the name tulane they just don't look at it they just don't expect a contender but if memphis had returned the same personnel that tulane returned after tying for the division at least some people would have picked Memphis when the, at the AAC media days, I think there were 30 media votes and Tulane received exactly zero <laughs> first place votes. They all went to either Memphis or, or Houston because those are the teams with the pedigree. Yeah, for sure. And this, and if they go to this, this will be the first time that they've been back-to-back bowl games in a really long time. Is that correct? In ever. Oh, um, ever. This will be the first yeah, back-to-back. So, okay. Well, you know, let me say that's not true. I, 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 I correct myself. They've never won. 15 bowls. Yeah, yeah, no, no, <laughs> for sure. No, I mean, they went 6 and 6 last year. There were plenty of Tulane teams that, they, that if they had gone 6 and 5, they didn't go to bowl games in the past. But still, the last 20 year years or so, it's been like this, and Tulane didn't even come close to sniffing back to back bowl appearances. And this year, I might be over optimistic saying Tulane's going to win the, Ameri- the, the West Division, but I'm Yeah, no, for sure. I definitely have them. Uh, Vegas has them at uh, six wins. I have them at seven wins uh, with you. Uh, and I'm hoping for a couple of upsets. Like I said, I watched the FIU game. I was really impressed with the, with the team as, as in general. So, yeah. yeah, it was the best game Tulane's played since I've been back in New Orleans. I, I, I returned to New Orleans in 2008, and that was the most complete game. Was a game Tulane was only favored by two points, which means the, the odds makers thought that F, FIU was maybe a one or two point better team than Tulane on a neutral field and it was a complete mismatch Tulane scored touchdowns on six of its first eight possessions and honestly it would have been eight for eight if they hadn't had penalties on their opening possession and hadn't fumbled the ball late in the second quarter it was it was a complete beatdown. we don't know maybe FIU won't be that good this year but the last two years they'd won 17 games under Butch with with Butch Davis as coach and they're predicted to be a conference usa contender if they turn out to be anywhere near as good as they were predicted to be then it shows you what level tulane is at this year yeah i know for sure well thank you so much for your time just wanted to to talk a little bit about tulane on the podcast so we we thank you and we'll keep in touch throughout the season thanks for having me i appreciate it yep have a good one
And that was Mr. Gary Smith down in Louisiana who's been covering uh, Tulane for quite some time now. Uh, like I said, Tulane is a very impressive team. Now, he was very adamant, uh, and he actually kind of swayed my opinion. Going into this season, I thought, you know what, they're a good third-place team. And he talking to him, hearing what he had to say, and exactly what Coach Willie Fritz had uh changed about this this team and you know pulling in the new offensive coordinator and that kind of stuff uh uh coach will hall sorry i was looking for the name uh he really this might be a team that could be going to the american athletic conference championship uh we're going to go through their schedule in just a little bit but i was really impressed even with that again Tulane continues to impress me people around the organization are telling me tyler look this team is good you you, what what you have going is right uh and so like i said i saw the game it was a thursday night game it was the game i was watching it before i watched the byu utah game and you know it's these teams like this that you know there's not a lot of national media attention on them that that are going to make a difference again Will this Tulane team upset Auburn? Who knows? Last week, Georgia State upset Tennessee in Knoxville, right? That Anything can ha- happen. I would love it. I, and I'm an Auburn fan. But it would be absolutely awesome if Tulane went in uh, to Auburn and beat them. Now, as, an, as a fan, I'd be like, oh, man, well, that sucks. There goes our season, right? And you continue, you know, oh, Gus Malzahn should be fired. You have all those fallout. But it would be awesome to see a team like that, you know? Now Georgia State has media attention. People are going to be following them. Well, let's get this Tulane team media attention. You know what? If they go 8-4, and 9-3, and 10-2, and two, this team needs to be talked about. This team could potentially be ranked uh, for the first time since 1998 this year. I really honestly and truly believe that. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about their upcoming schedule. Again, I was really impressed uh, with Gary Smith. Obviously, he's in and around this organization. He's covered them for some time. He lives in New Orleans. That's totally different than, than Tyler, who's sitting down here uh, in Utah, talking about Tulane, or, or not even giving them the time of day as I talk about them and going straight to Memphis or Houston or whatever again now fans will be fans or whatever but obviously he's a writer for him uh, and I think he really knows his stuff I'm really I was really impressed uh, with that interview and I'm really impressed with some of the players that uh, Tulane has at, at their disposal uh, number one like I said and I continue to say it Justin uh, McMillan is a good good quarterback he had 199 yards he completed 77 percent of his passes and threw for two touchdowns you gotta understand 77 percent of your passes uh we look at it now uh, even in the nfl we're moving more towards accuracy matters it doesn't matter uh how big of an arm strength you have if you can even roll out of the pocket and get the ball down the field or catch the ball how you have to catch it make the play and i honestly think that's what justin mcmillan does uh they also have darius bradwell in the fiu game he had 13 carries 90 yards and that was a 6.9 average that's great especially in uh, a spread type offense uh, where it's a rpo right run pass option or or pro pass run option just kind of depends on what the quarterback's looking and that's what I'm saying Justin McMillan especially being a second year grad transfer he's going to be He's going to be that much more capable of reading the defenses. He knows uh, all about this. Uh, and then also uh, Darnell Mui, he had four receptions for 84 yards and one touchdown. Uh, his average was uh, 21 yards a catch. So obviously super impressive uh, team 
uh, the green wave. And so we're going to go through their schedule upcoming. So like I said, uh, today will be the Saturday special. Uh, we have them uh, September 7th at Auburn. Uh, this is just a second meeting between these two teams. And... You know, there's a lot up against Tulane, but like I said, if Georgia State can do it, if Wyoming can do it, if, uh, you know, Memphis can do it, if Portland State can almost do it, these teams are going after the SEC, and we're going to see it. Now, could you imagine if if Auburn loses this game? That's one of the top dogs in the SEC. That shows that the SEC isn't as dominant, which I don't think is as dominant as what it once was. So, honestly, I think it's going to be close. Um... I'll have to check the spread. I want to have uh, my friend here uh, look up what the spread on that game is just to make sure uh, we give you the right points. And then uh, let me see. I want to. He's handing me my paper. Let's look. Do I have it written? Do we have it written down? Anyway, we're, we'll we'll be pulling up that the spread on that game uh, probably in uh, the. On, on social media or whatever, we'll pull up the spread just so you guys know as it's announced, uh, as promised. Anyway, so this Tulane team, really a good football team. So they play at Auburn. Then they play Missouri State. Uh, Missouri State's bottom of the Missouri Valley. Uh, they should roll through these guys like it's nothing. And then they take Houston on Thursday night. Now, uh, a lot of people are talking about Houston and Memphis as the top dogs, right? Now, uh, they did lose to Houston last year, 17-48. to But the year before, they beat Houston at home, 20-17. Uh, to So, obviously, this team is capable of doing it. And I think they'll get back to it. Uh, also, Houston, I'm, I'm not as sold on it. They're saying that, you know, Derek King is a, is a really good quarterback. You know, they, they look decent against Oklahoma. And Dana Holgerson's offense is always going to put up a lot of points. But it's going to take a couple of times. Give him two, three years, and you'll see Houston will probably be a little bit better. But if this is a year to do it, I think Tulane can knock them off, especially talking to Gary Smith, uh, can knock them off and get the win there. Uh, if that's the case, you know, right now you're looking at it, Tulane 3-1 and one or 4-0 and oh through the first four games of the season. Again, Auburn's going to be a tough game to beat i'm not going to be going against the, those statistics it's going to be a tough game uh, down there in alabama but we will see what ends up happening on uh later in the day uh after that they have a bye and then they take on uh army west point right uh the green wave lead the series 10 9 to 1 so they obviously uh have uh, had one tie but they're they lead the series and the visitor has won four of the last five meetings so if you keep if you keep that into perspective, well, the, the the visitor has won for the last five, then Tulane has a really good opportunity. Now, Army does not really pass the ball. They run the ball constantly. Uh, it's, it's a really kind of a crazy system. I don't know how it exactly works, but it works for them, and they've bought into it. They're a really good team. Um, Jeff Monken has done a tremendous job there. Uh, last year, they went 11-2. and two. The year before, they went 10-3. and three. The year before, they went 8-5. and five. And he's really putting Army on the map, Army football on the map. I think that's going to be a game you want to tune into. Both of them are off of a bye, so it'll be a really intriguing game. Uh, next up, they take on New UConn. I think they'll blow through UConn. Uh, UConn is kind of in a lame duck year. Why playing the AAC? We don't really know where their football program is going to be playing. Obviously, basketball into the Big East. So uh, not much about UConn. Don't really want to cover a lot of it until they really solidify what the, their plans are. Uh, next up after that, on October 19th, they're on the road against Memphis. And like I said, last year they ended up beating them 40-24. Uh, to 24. The year before, Memphis got them. 
26 to 56, and the year before that, 14 to 24. So the games have been relatively close. Uh, now Memphis did beat Ole Miss. It wasn't by a crazy. Uh, of a crazy margin, I guess is what you want to say. Uh, they beat them fifteen to ten. Now it was uh, in at home in Memphis, and I think that you know you were going to put Tulane toe to toe. We'll kind of uh, dissect it again. If this team only has one or two losses, one loss, uh, Tulane team going into it is going to be looking super good uh, for Tulane, and I would take I would take Tulane in that game. But again, we'll see how injuries kind of roll out. It's really a fifty fifty game. After that, they go at Navy. Uh, Last year, they ended up beating them uh, to get bowl eligible, 29-28. to uh, I think they'll continue that, that trend. I think they'll get Navy this year. And then they play home against Tulsa. So they have a couple of on-the-road games that are definitely going to be tough, but uh, I think they end up getting Tulsa in the end. They play at Temple. Temple is another pretty good team, but I think that... Uh, Tulane end up, ends up getting them. They do have to play UCF. Now, we know UCF 12-1 and uh, last year, year before they were undefeated. They should have been national championships, yada, yada, yada. But that, again, the home team has won all three meetings as AAC rivals. So, you know, they're on, Tulane's playing at home. It would be awesome if... Uh, if they could get the win, because uh, that would put them upwards of, you know, a 10-2 and season or a 9-3 and season. And they finish off at SMU. Uh, they did lose to SMU uh, in 2018, 2017, 2016, uh, 2015, and they didn't play in 2014. So obviously, uh, this Tulane team, they have no seniors that have beat SMU. I think this is going to matter. I think they're going to get kind of ticked off, and I'm going to and we're going to see if they can overall get the win against them. Uh, last year was close. Again, the year before was close. It's not like, I mean, it's like four or five points. Uh, 2015 was a little bit more of a blowout, but since Willie Fritz, uh, it's been SMU won by four, SMU won by three, last year SMU won by four, so it's been a really narrow margin. We'll see if Willie Fritz can get over the hump and get the win. I personally think they will, and uh, again, they were, they were stopped on the goal line at the one uh in 2017 so basically uh, that's almost a gimme right if you're stopped that's so close you're 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 literally inches away from a touchdown and and from a win but i think this Tulane green wave uh they honestly i i as as a as an analyst i'm really excited to watch the rest of this team i again i like the pieces around justin mcmillan i like willie fritz i definitely like um the new system that will hall has put into place and overall we're going to see what this team can do every single year. Uh, college football provides us with surprises. I think this is going to be a nice little surprise coming out of the American Athletic. Uh, like I asked Gary, you know, they haven't, they've been back to back bowl games uh, in 1979 and 1980. Uh, they've never won back to back bowl games. Last year they beat Louisiana. And so we'll see if they can get, I think they get back to bowl game. No, we're going to see. I think they get back to bowl game and we'll see if they can get, do something. They can, they can. Turn history around and get the W and be the first, you know, couple of Tulane squads. Uh, Willie Fritz be the first coach to get back to back winning seasons with bowl wins at the end. So that's kind of my take on it. Again, uh, I want to be doing this kind of a uh, little bit of a different series as we uh, analyze some of the wins, some of the surprises. Again, hopefully we can reach out to to a lot of the the smaller conference teams. Uh, we're hoping to get. 
coaches from that team, if coaches are unavailable, will reach out to members of the media uh, via the Get the Ball Rolling uh support group and uh, fan club as, as we do it. Uh, we have a lot of fun things coming up. Get the ball rolling. This is just our Saturday special. Again, I have been a little bit bored lately. Uh, I wish that college football would be on every single night of the week. I mean, last week we had it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And then Tuesday came. I'm like, okay, what, what football game's on? Oh, nothing Tuesday, nothing Wednesday. Oh, Thursday you have an Idaho State game against Western, and uh, you have a packers Bears game. Well, I mean, I didn't really want to watch the Idaho State game, and I watched the Packers-Bear game, but it's not college football. I want college football. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, remember, follow us on all of our social media platforms. Like us. Uh, tweet us. Let us know what you guys think. If there's a specific team you want us to cover, I'm more than willing to cover that team and to talk about them on this show, give you my opinion. And overall, we're going to keep on working hard here. I get the ball rolling. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. And until next time, Keep the ball rolling.